Hello, everyone. I'm Mark Thompson, and welcome back to the Chief Executive Podcast. Today's episode is with Dr. Rachel Naomi Remen, known as one of the pioneers in relationship-centered care and integrative medicine. She's an internationally recognized physician, scientist, author. Her book, Healer's Art, is required reading in more than half of American medical schools. Quite an inspiration because she herself suffered with a chronic illness, Crohn's disease, for over seven decades giving her a unique perspective and humility as both a patient and a physician focusing on incurable diseases. She's led an incredible, impactful life with her work and research, and I, I had a chance to sit down with her at the kitchen table with Dr. Rachel Remen to talk about how she defines leadership. define a leader in a somewhat different way than most people might. I have been a doctor to people with cancer for 28 years now. And in that time, as a physician, I have seen people use anything to enable themselves and the people around them to live better. I have seen people use anything to enable themselves and the people around them to grow in wisdom. I've seen people reach out to others in powerful ways in times of great loss and crisis, their own loss and crisis. I've even seen people help the people around them by the way in which they die. You know, there is such a simple greatness in us all. And my experience of leaders, are leaders are people who know this. Leaders are people who do not see the world in terms of destinations or even in terms of success and failure. They have a much longer view of things than that. Every disappointment is a time of great learning which will move the process forward. They are not stopped by failure the way the rest of us do, or by disappointment. They use it all. When you think about this healing process and how you've been connected with people who are gravely ill and people that you've counseled from all walks of life who are facing that kind of challenge. What are some of the lessons that have emerged from, from those kinds of challenges? Well, I think the lesson that I have seen is um, the fact that we cannot determine always what is a setback and what is a gift or a blessing, that people are able to use some of the most difficult experiences in life in order to learn how to live better and help the people around them to live better. But I think the deepest level of stress is when we have one set of values that are important to us and we find that we are living by another set of values. I would define leadership almost in terms of people who don't compromise their values. People who live up to their own inner sense of things. And for this reason, leadership is often different than success. You know, success is culturally defined. When you give the culture what the culture expects, the culture will reward that. But a leader is someone who gives the culture what the culture needs not what the culture expects. And many of the world's leaders in their own time were not respected, were not seen as successful people. And in retrospect, they served us all. 
when you think about the training and sacrifice that goes into becoming a physician, mm-hmm. like in other very demanding professions, it requires a combination of the self-confidence to believe that you can acquire this knowledge and apply it, the drive, the passion. As you have a conversation with them about finding the meaning in their work, how difficult is it for them to open up and, and get to a place where they can have that conversation? If you take a group of doctors and have them speak to each other, or a group of CEOs and have them speak to each other, there's a common experience which makes it easier for them than it would be for, for example, for any of those people to talk to either, either of us. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's very hard. You know, passion is the, one of the characteristics to me of leadership. It's what enables people to hold to their integrity despite social pressures. It has always seemed to me that real leaders were born or had the experience of being born to do what it is that they are doing. They may not have known that when they were young, but they have been perhaps moved by some kind of an inner guidance system to a place where they are doing something that they experience fits them perfectly. You know, this particular profession is a calling. Was it that way for you? Yes, definitely. And I was the only pre-med in the kindergarten. But I think... (laughs) I think that a leader feels this way also, that most of the people who I have met who have been leaders have felt that they were born to do the thing that they were meant to do. And the interesting thing is, of course, Mark, is that a young person who may ultimately turn out to be a leader, their experience is not always a comfortable one when they're young. Their experience may be that they don't belong. That somehow or other they there are you know a square peg in a round hole or they don't fit in, and this can be very agonizing to a young person. Uh, many of the young medical students that I have met who have felt this and who have tried to drop out of medicine, I generally say to people that you know they um, don't fit because they probably belong to the future, and that the medicine that they will fit into hasn't even happened yet, and that they will make it happen. They will find their, they're not going to find their place, they're going to build their place where they fit. When they do it, they will build it for us all, for all of us. And you know, that has, was my experience when I was young and felt that there was more to disease than the curing of the body. This was seen as very crazy that there might be a relationship between the mind and the body. This was seen as insane. Tell me about your early experiences when you started to share this vision with scientists and physicians. There were a couple hundred doctors in the room, and I talked about the fact that it might be possible to have a good life, even though it wasn't an easy life, and it might be possible to, through the experience of suffering and illness, to become a deeper, larger, wiser person, and that this might be part of our goals. As physicians, by the time I finished talking, three-quarters of the people had left the room. How did you feel about that at the time? In a funny way, it didn't matter. What mattered is that a quarter of the people were still in the room. And, you know, leadership is never a majority vote. 
what moves the world forward is often something that occurs to one or two people first. You know what I've learned over time myself is that I followed many different things in my life. At first, I followed what was most admired. I followed a, a dream of success for a long time. I followed dreams of power for a while there. I followed many different things, but I think that ultimately I've gotten this thing right because I now follow my heart. And I follow my own unique idea of what's important. And I think that that has enabled me to make a difference. I used to think of it when I was a pediatrician, the old days, when I would see a woman tending her infant moment by moment, day by day, you know? Think of it now when I see someone going through a very difficult chemotherapy or radiation or surgery moment by moment and day by day, or I watch someone who loves them, accompany them step by step by step. And there's something about leadership in this. We were talking about how failure does not stop leaders. I think a leader is so, is so clear about what it is that they are serving, this purpose that is very important to them, that um, they're faithful to that purpose, whether they're successful or whether they have failed. Someone who I respect very greatly once said to me, it is far more important to fail at important things than to succeed at small things. And I think that's true. That's a statement of a leader. Thanks for listening to the Chief Executive Podcast. I'm Mark Thompson. And please don't forget to like and subscribe for more episodes every week.